TokiNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or even more. I give you the opportunity to go look at their hotel fees and take advantage of their cost savings. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com. Check them out. I think you'll be pleased. Welcome to Second Win with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Always great to have you here. Well, how's your new year starting? I hope it is taking off with a blast. One of the things that I like to do at the beginning of every year is to teach a vision board workshop. So I'm getting ready this weekend in Tyler, Texas. I will be teaching a vision board workshop. Now, you may say, what is that? Well, it's a board that you create, and it's made out of poster board, or it can be a pin board, or some people even make them into notebooks. And what you have on this board, it you. It was created because it is such a valuable, it's a powerful tool in helping you create the life that you want to live. And you're going to do this in the do, what you want to do, what you want to be, and what you want to have in your life is what you're going to put on this board. So I teach this class because I like the gathering of like minds wanting to create something, wanted, and there's like an excitement in the room. But you can also do it at home, very quietly in sort of a spiritual way of getting clear and focused about what you want in your life. Now, The vision board is more about what you want to be in the next year. It's more about what you want to have in the next year and who you want to be. So when we talk about that, we're talking about your visualizing what you want your life to be like. People are 100% more successful when they visualize before doing some practice. For instance, the uh, Olympics has implemented this in all of their practice for many years that they visualize the running or the competition that each competitor enters. They see him beginning it or she, he or she, beginning, going through the process and finishing with a win. 
This was a study that was done at Harvard to prove and to prove that people, when they visualize the complete action with a successful ending, it is more likely to become true. Now, this was practiced. I want to tell you a story about, I don't know if you'll remember this comedian, but his name is Jim Carrey. And he's a Canadian-American now, and he is an actor with uh, absolutely funniest slapstick performances that he had written. And he wanted to, he had written himself a 10 million dollar check for services rendered and he dated it for Thanksgiving 1995 now he's using this vision board in another way by carry, by writing himself the check and carrying that check with him nightly he would drive up to Mulholland Drive in Hollywood which is a high area that overlooks the city and there he would visualize visualize the directors admiring his work, praising his work, and he would look at his check and see that $10,000 check with the date on it. Well, just before Thanksgiving 1995, Jim found out he would be receiving $10 million for his role in Dumb and Dumber. That was a movie, if you don't remember that. But I love stories like this because it's examples, and there are many examples, of people that have visioned their way into success. One of the ways we do this is because in our brain, we have an amazing body. But in the brain, there is, in our subconscious brain, the reticular activating system, which helps us pay attention, draw in those things that we see every day, but because it's a filtering system in what we take into our subconscious, we may bypass some of the signs that would give us the opportunity to sit where Jim Carrey sat. For instance, I wanted a new car. So what I did is I took myself down to the car dealership. I took a picture of me sitting in the color of the car that I wanted, which for me was a red Cadillac. And, you know, I'm in Texas. We like Cadillacs. And so anyway, so I sat in that car, took my picture, and it was about two years later, I was driving a red Cadillac. Now, You say that's a coincidence? Maybe, maybe not. But I know with the focus of my mind, it was achieved. So there are many things that happen with the vision board. And by creating it with images of things that you want, by embellishing it with words and phrases that create emotion in you. And I may say that these images are always images of the completed ask. Like my sitting in the, in the uh, red Cadillac or 
Jim Carrey receiving his check. Once you create your board, it is your responsibility to place it in a place where it's very visible, and then you visit it daily, feeling the emotion and the reward of the ask. I hope with this quick little explanation of a vision board, you will do further research or you'll just drop me a line and ask for some support here. And that you will take on the responsibility of creating your first vision board if you've not done one in the past. That's my my New Year's word of encouragement to you out there. Now, let me share with you my guest today. Dr. Cindy is a board-certified physician in internal medicine with a Ph.D. in genetics, and she spent the last 13 years as a hospital hospitalist helping hundreds of thousands of patients get their lives back on track. She is an author of From Fear and Failure, to the finish line. And so she helps women step out of their comfort zones and reinvent themselves while stepping into the second half of their lives, feeling energized, empowered, and awakened to their long lost passion and dreams so that they can unleash their potential and find true joy in their lives. Kind of, Kind of, Miss Cindy, I, Dr. Cindy, I think you need to teach the vision board, too. <laughs> so, but anyway, she is the mother and has a son that are in their teens, and they are soon to be leaving the nest. And then then Dr. Cindy will be breaking loose, and she will. the world has not known what Dr. Cindy will share with us then. But anyway, Dr. Cindy, uh, <laughs> Dr. Cindy Stark, uh, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. <laughs> Thank you, Joyce. I'm so glad to be here. I'm super excited to talk to you this morning. <laughs> so did you, <laughs> did you decide you're going to do a vision board? You have to do a vision board. Yes, I have to. I was uh, to. just thinking this morning, there's all these motivational you know, little notes that I give to myself and I don't ever know where to put them. I'll put them in my drawer so that when I'm opening my drawer, I see it. But I still have my hairbrushes and stuff on top of it. So I need to put them front and center and attach pictures. Good grief. I know. I wish you could come up this weekend and you could come to my workshop. That'd be great. But anyway, in the future, I want to, I'm going to do a vision board online. So that will help everybody that's out there listening as well. So you, ha- I have to know. This is a new term. Of course, you said you've been doing it for 13 years. But what is a hospitalist? How does that change your your responsibilities as a doctor? What do you do? Yeah, you know, it actually is the newest type of doctor there is. You know, all, all the other kind of doctors have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. But this one has only come into development in the last, you know, couple of decades, I think. In America, and and it came out of a desire for the internal medicine doctors and the pediatricians. Let's see, pediatricians utilize um, our our field of medicine, and internal medicine doctors do, family practice. 
even mm -hmm. uh, GI, GI doctors and surgeons, they have they have some doctors that only practice in a clinic setting that are yeah. in their field. And then when a patient needs to be admitted to the hospital, they employ our services and, and our manpower to take care of patients that are inside the hospital. So I only practice in the hospital. They only practice oh. in the clinic. So yeah, oh. Used to uh, twenty years ago when I very first started being a doctor, I had to do I had to do it all, Joyce. In the morning, I had to go round on my patients. At mm. noon, uh, you know, then, then I would go in into the clinic, and then at noon, I'd go back to the hospital. Um, you know, oh, follow my. up on labs at lunch. Mm. Go back to the clinic, see patients from one to five. At five, go back to the hospital and finish up anything, discharge patients, and then go home. And it was wearing me out, and I guess it was oh. wearing. All the other doctors out in America, yes. too. That's really, that's no life. I mean, right. physician burnout is at an all-time high, and so they just separated the duties. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't actually, I I know in my own journey with health, um, I, I know now that I work with a hospitalist whenever I'm in a yeah. hospital, but I really didn't know the story about how that whole idea was established in the medical area. So yeah. what was the what was it that said you needed to be a doctor? What was it about I'd like to know about what age you were when you really put this together or planted a seed. Okay. Well um when I was a teenager I had a couple of different things happen to me that required um regular intervention by a doctor. I had a, mm -hmm. um, some ear surgery because I had some hearing loss and mm -hmm. then I had like really bad allergies. And, um, and then I was also, you know, in, in a car accident and I had to get my mouth wired shut. So that was like three different types of doctors that I had seen. And that I really could tell how they really helped me kind of put myself back together and, and live a, a much more happy, productive life. I mean, who wants to have a broken jawbone and, you know, hearing loss and terrible allergies, right? So yeah. I, had admired, I had always admired doctors, and I remember as a kid thinking, they're just the smartest people in the world because they really help people, mm -hmm. you know, get their lives back on track. But I, um, but then I went to college, and I really I had changed my mind completely. I decided I wanted to be a um, a, a medical researcher. So I, I went the Ph.D. route in genetics. I got uh, was in the honors program in genetics and did a bunch of uh, lab, like benchtop research is what we call it. You know, you do a mm -hmm. bunch of experiments on the benchtop. You write about them. You get them published in scientific journals. And that that just really, really satisfied me and my, my academic endeavors and my inquisitive mind from like age 17 to 21. But then mm -hmm. unfortunately, Joyce, there was a terrible tragedy happen in my family when I was 21 and graduating college that made me decide to go into medicine. And that was that my poor sister um, had a baby and he he stopped breathing one night in the middle of the night when he was eight weeks old. And oh. she, uh, she woke up, she said, gosh, Cody slept through the night tonight. And she went into his little crib and he was um, cold and blue. And it oh. was just like, absolutely. You know, there's certain things that happen in your life that are just seared in your memory. And, uh, mm -hmm. needless to say, that was one of them. That was the most horrible thing I had ever been through in my life up till that age of 21. And the pediatrician, believe it or not, that child's pediatrician, um, and my sister's OBGYN who had delivered him 
I, I, I don't know. If it was SIDS, you know, sudden infant death syndrome. But I, I really, I can't believe to this day when I think back onto it, how they did this or why they did this. But I think they just really felt for our family, and they, uh, they came into our house. Those two doctors, they came to the funeral. They arranged for us to have infant CPR classes, all of us, because she had already had another baby, and you know, oh. she was going to have more babies later, and. Just the way that, that they that they helped our family through this tragedy, I just said, I want to do that for the rest of my life. And so I changed my mind right at college graduation and had to take some time off to take the prerequisites and all the exams to get into medical school. But that that's when it was, so age 21. Wow. Well, yeah. you, I, you are a smart lady. I mean, you, Thank you. I, I think of doctoring as being a very um, – um, it, it requires a lot <laughs> with really all the does. things you have to understand and teach and practice. It's a lot. Yeah, so. and, and, you know, I'm 50 years old now, and, and the more I've gone through it, I realize, um, you know, I think I think way back when, when I was young, I, I just was so into pushing myself academically. But now, and, and it's true, don't get me wrong, I mean, there has to be this baseline level of, of medical knowledge, chemistry knowledge, biology knowledge, everything. But really what, what it boils down to on a day-to-day basis in my field of work is mm-hmm. um, just the compassion that you have for the human the human journey. And, you know, you it doesn't matter what you know. If you're not nice at the bedside, the people no. will um, – they, they, they will – you just feel like daggers coming at you if you come into the door. So you have to really yeah. humble yourself and get a feel of the emotion in the room and who's in there and get on their level. And, you know, it's almost like I feel sometimes like I'm 50% – cheerleader, uh, 20, 25% actress and 25% medical knowledge because, uh-huh. <clears throat> excuse me, you just really have to gauge what's going on in there and to be able to reach those people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. But I love, yeah. I love what I do. Well, what was, what happened in your life that your defining moment, the thing that really was what propelled you to go in I mean, you do this, the doctor, that's part, but you're also um, sort of drawn to expand, which sounds from like from your history, you love to expand and expand and expand, but what, was there something that sent you a signal and said you need more or you need to grow or can you tell us about that? Well, you know, I, I really, I wish I could, I could put my finger on that and figure out exactly why that is. I've, I've yeah. often wondered. Uh, everybody in my family wonders where it came from. I've often been told that um, they really don't know where I came from because uh, no one else in my family really, really has this type of drive that I have. I mean, my mom yeah. and dad have just always been astounded at it and. Mm-hmm. I just always say this is just how I was drawn. This is how I was made. I don't really know any other way to be. But um, if I had to put it on, at one particular point in my history, I was in um, fourth grade, and mm-hmm. and there was this um, amazing, wonderful, fantastic teacher named Mr. Bennett. And he was um, the gifted program. It was called SCORE back then. And mm-hmm. a tiny, a tiny fraction of kids got asked to be in score. And some of my best, best friends, you know, had gotten asked in third and fourth grade. I don't think I got asked 
felt till fifth grade, but so around fourth grade, it was in my awareness that some of these kids in my class are getting invited into this really special alternative thing. You, you did it one period out of the day, and, and he, um, he had us make up these civilizations, Joyce, like out of scratch. You know, we, we made a civilization, and we buried artifacts on the school, you know, <laughs> land, you know, the grounds. I don't know. Uh-huh. Still, sometimes I wonder if he got in trouble for, for letting us dig up the property around there. And then we, <laughs> we, we, put, on, um, we put on plays, and, and, he, and he, um, he, he taught us about Vincent Van Gogh and, and Beethoven, and I um, – I don't, he he had this unique ability to mm-hmm. to um, see what each and every one's gifts were, and to just yeah. really bring it out. And I was just super organized and really shy, and believe it or not, not outspoken at all. Couldn't stand being in front of anybody. <laughs> and so whenever we would have the plays, he would let me just be the director, and I could never get on stage. It would just terrify me. Now now I, I love that, but. Anyway, uh, so I think it was back then, fourth grade, Mr. Bennett, he just cultivated this sense of, um, you know, wonder mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just, just always being as good as you can. And from that point on, I was just always in, if there was an honors class to be, enroll in, I would put myself in there or an AP class, you know, at University of Georgia, I put myself into the honors program so I could be around the academic elite. And then I, you know, went into didn't just get an MD. I got an MD and a PhD. And I don't know. I've always no. wanted to write books and be on radios and write write newspaper articles. I don't know. I, I, it's just it's just been it's been in me ever since as long almost as long as I can remember. Fourth grade. Really? Now, did you have somebody <laughs> in your life that was always the cheerleader for you? Did they embellish the "you can do anything" that so many of our young people? Um, I mean, I didn't particularly get it when I was growing up, um, but I, it's very valuable. I mean, it's it, it's a would be great for so many people to hear. You are wonderful. You can do anything. Did you have that in your ha- in your family, or was it well, from that fourth grade teacher? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I no, love I, that great that teacher. <laughs> Really, oh, you know, I have actually stayed in touch with him, and I invited him when I was um, 27. I invited him to my, uh, like, it was called the defense of my thesis. You know, when you get your Ph.D., you have to do this public defense in front of, like, everybody. And I invited Mr. Bennett um, to, 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 you know, to that public um, defense. And so he and I have stayed in touch all these years. I just, I think the world of that man and I'll yes. tell you, Joyce, no one, no one's ever asked me these questions you're asking me this morning. So I'm really having to put my thinking cap on. <laughs> I, I, I definitely think that my mother and my father, I mean, as much as they could, that they told me I could do anything. They could see I was very different than them. Right. Um, you know, my dad's an electrician and my mom's a hairdresser. And so they, mm-hmm. they encouraged me as much as as they could i don't i don't think sometimes they knew what to do with me but um they they paid for me to go to college which was which was very nice as no one in my yeah. family or either one of their families had ever done such a thing and oh, um, cool they, they they let me do that and then uh you know and then when i went to medical school and graduate school i actually got a full ride scholarship for that but they always supported me um as much as they could, but I do believe if I'm answering that question truthfully, it would be, there were always just one teacher here and there. And, um, 
you know, that, that just made me know I could do anything I wanted to do. And they just encouraged the, the crap out of me to, to find whatever it was and just keep pursuing it. And then at my first job, uh, I had a, or not my first job, but, you know, one of my jobs, uh, there was mm-hmm. this man, Mr. Picklesimer, um, that all, also encouraged me. And so there were people along the way, sure enough, but um, mm-hmm. they were just adults that were teachers and employers is all I can say. Mr. Bennett, Miss um, mm-hmm. Wendelkin, and then Mr. Picklesimer. And and I, I really <laughs> owe everything. I feel like I owe everything to those three because they were the main ones for sure. Well, you know, it's awesome when you can remember teachers like that. They play a very important role. If you're fortunate enough to have those teachers that can encourage you like that. And I'm sure, Dr. Cindy, that everybody just I'm just in the little time that I've known you, I'm sure they could recognize the the drive that you had, the the desire for more in your life, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that just feeds a teacher, a good teacher, you know, one that yeah. really has their heart in their job. Um, really, that's awesome. Well, you have even gone on to put, to begin creating an online business. Now tell us a little yeah. bit about that. Oh my goodness. That has been a labor of love. It's been a year in the making. And, um, you know, it's very interesting to me. Um, I always have just been, Hmm. I don't know if this will make sense, but I, I, it makes sense to me, but I kind of like put myself in these degree programs and it's just like this little railroad right in front of you. And all you have to do is just walk rung by rung by rung and you get your degree at the end you get your job at the end you get your book at the end you know I did an (laughs) Ironman triathlon and someone showed me the you know the training program and I did the exercises (laughs) and I crossed the finish line I mean it's just always there's the path take it you get the prize at the end but at the beginning of last year I had an idea that I really wanted to share my gifts with women all over the country and not just women in Gainesville Georgia and, and just really help people um, realize what they're made of and, and believe in themselves again and get their health back on track. And I just started getting really passionate about these people that I'm seeing all day, every day in the hospital. I love them, and I love my position, and I love the freedom and the income and the proximity to my house and all this stuff and lets me be the kind of mother and wife I want to be. But these people in America are getting sicker and sicker and I'm getting busier and busier every day. And I really want to help people learn these tricks that I know um, and spend a lot of time yeah. with these women and, and they can hire me, you know, one-on-one or in a right. group and, um, and let, let me teach you the, the tricks so that you don't ever have to end up in the hospital. So I just had this idea, right. let me start this online mentoring program. And it's taken a year to get it off the ground because um, there well, was Cindy, no, I mean, th- Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop you here because we have to go to break. But when we come okay. back, I really do want to spend time talking about what the program is about and who it helps. So we're going okay. to take a short break now, uh, learn a little bit about what's happening around Joyce and some of the other professionals on the podcast. And so anyway, we will be back shortly. So do come back so you can hear Dr. Cindy's story. Thank you. 
Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Tokinet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-I-C-E. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking today with Dr. Cindy Stark. And Dr. Cindy Stark has had so many different careers and achieved so much Over her young years, she's now 50, and so she had a revelation through her doctoring about women and the transitions that we go through. So, Dr. Cindy, share with us that really the reason you started that online business was to help the women, right? Yes, yes. Because you saw what? What was what? We are so women are so giving that we just give and give and give until we're actually dragging. So tell us how what you saw in your medical work. Okay. Yeah. So um, while I was while I was building 
you know, my career, I just, what I was noticing all around me is that just people were getting sicker and sicker and they didn't seem to have a clue as to how impactful their day-to-day decisions were on, on their health or lack thereof. And yeah. it wasn't even just like simple things like what they put into their mouths, but it was also like, um, something going on in America right now, Joyce, I just feel like there's this tragedy where it's, it's with the cell phones, it's with the cars, it's with the fast food restaurants. Everybody's disconnected. Everybody. No one talks to their neighbors anymore. No one sends letters. No one picks up the phone and calls anybody. No, I feel like nobody visits anymore. Nobody has dinners together. Nobody helps anybody out anymore. And so mm. I just, I just felt like this big, huge, overwhelming burden that that I I feel like I'm not trying to sound conceited when I say this, but I feel like I have the secret, like the key that unlocks, you know, pure, perfect health and vitality. And it's just because of the way I was raised. You know, my, my dad was a farmer and, and we, we're just, we're really like kind of homegrown, you know, like Southern mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we just don't, we don't buy into all this crap. You know, we don't, even my kids, I mean, my 15 year old son and my 17 year old daughter put limits on their cell phones for themselves. Two hours a day, mom, that's it. We're not video playing families. We just do things together. We play cards, you know, stuff like that. We go camping, yeah. hiking. And, and I just, I just had this, this revelation in the last Six years, it's been working in me that mm-hmm. I need to help people, and I'm not able to help people the way that you know this traditional, you know, working in the hospital is. Mm-hmm. And um, because I, I feel like if I don't get my message out, Joyce, people are getting sicker and sicker, and the hospitals yeah. are getting fuller and fuller, and something's going wrong. And mm-hmm. the mainstream media and medicine, they're not they're not telling people what really matters. And I know what right. really matters because I see the devastation in my face front and center all the time. Right. Well, I have to go back and say, were your teenagers actually, did they self-impose those limits on themselves because they had seen it in you? Or how how did that come about? I think that's a wonderful thing to happen. I, I do not know where these children of mine came from. I'm here to tell you. I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously they're doing, they're, they're probably mimicking things they see, I'm, I'm yes. sure, but yeah. they are just not of this world. Um, they're, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're really, uh, they, st- they stick out like sore thumbs at their school. Uh, they say, mom, everybody else is like drinking and disrespectful and, you know, um, trying to, you know, be physically active, you know, sexually speaking with members of the opposite sex. And then they're, <laughs> They're, they're just really into academics, and they're just really into their sports. My son's really into sports and acting, and my son's really into guitar and music and playing ukulele awesome. and, and uh, all that. And uh-huh. they they just have other stuff going on in their life, and they know that the phones and that the television are um, taking them away from just more important things. So now it wasn't, it wasn't anything that I, I really – my husband and I taught them. They – Mm-hmm. They just saw, they saw, they are seeing the downfall of teenagers all around them. And people are just, they just think their peers are like idiots in a way. I hate to say that, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just like, they just think they're stupid. They're, what they're doing, they're, their whole life is on social media and TikTok and, 
and um, smoking and drinking and they just that vaping crap that's going on right now and mm. they just uh, they oh, don't yeah. want the, they don't want that for themselves. So yeah, right. I, it was self-imposed. They came up. Yeah. Well, I I've seen over the years the family unit really break down more and more, and I think if children can't see um, normalcy then they think this chaos that is building is normal. <laughs> you know, it's the future. And so it sounds like you all do spend time as a couple with your children. And you do yeah. focus on being outside and taking... Now, you live in a mountain area of Georgia. So, yeah. you know, it probably leads itself more to being outside and enjoying the nature then some yeah. locations could. But, yeah. you know, when you're trapped in a city and mom and dad spend all day going back and forth to get to their jobs, it's tough, you know. Yeah. And so what happens is that you miss this this um, wonderful opportunity to actually demonstrate wholesome living, you know. Right. I mean, it's a blessing right. to live where you live. It is. Yeah. yeah, and we we all we don't own a boat, but we also live on Lake Lanier, so we uh -huh. we often just go we we take the golf cart down and just watch the sunset at the lake. Um, mm. But you know they have they both have friends that have boats and little jet skis, and so um, and I was a Boy Scout leader for my son, and so we were yeah. just always I mean like it forced us to do things outside every single week to get those little badges, and so yes. we just um yeah we just. We just don't buy into, like, your whole entire life is this little, you know, three-inch by five-inch thing that you hold in your hand, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's, I, it's been really cool to watch my kids. And my son told my husband and I the other day that he – this just came out of the blue, Joyce, but he just said out, out of the blue, he said, you know what my goal is in life? Uh, we were talking about um, people and how they post about drinking alcohol on social media, and that really turns us off. And he uh -huh. said, my goal in life is to never have a single sip of alcohol for my whole life. And we said, that's awesome, Wyatt. But, you know, don't judge people that do drink because there's going to be a lot of people around you, especially college that do drink. But you do you and you let them do them. And I would have never thought I would have heard that coming out of my one of my yeah. children's mouths. Because, yeah. unfortunately, my family had suffered with alcoholism a long time, you know, generations ago. So I think that mm -hmm. was pretty cool, too. That is cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, tell me about some of the things that happen to the women that you see. You know, we were talking yesterday. Um, I always have a pre-call with my guests because it's just a great opportunity to meet them and um, share the message. And so anyway, we were talking about some of the physical things that you saw with women Um that was affecting them. So can we kind of talk a little bit about that? Do you mean, um, I'm sorry, I'm not remembering what we were talking about. Are you, are you talking about the, um, well, just the transitions, for instance, the, the choices you alluded to that just a few minutes ago, the choices that we have in our life to select good food versus fast food, uh, mm -hmm. the, the choices that we have to walk out in our streets versus sit in our TV, always watching the TV, the importance right. of those building up in our life. And as we age, which 
you know, you're 50, I'm older than that. But as we age, you have, a, a, what do I want to say? You have the results of that type of life. It keeps building. It's not just oh, yeah. a today. It's like in 10 years, eating those fast foods will be really working on you and no exercise. And I have to say, I even struggle with exercise myself because I'm not naturally drawn to outside, but I have to walk. I have to walk or it all falls apart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see. I, I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. So, um, yeah, you know what, what happens? I think it starts, this is just my personal opinion. Um, I, um, after seeing it for so many years, I think it starts as simple aches and pains and mm-hmm. difficulty sleeping. It seems like those are the first two things. And so I call it insomnia and arthritis. You know, you might not, people might not label it as such, but it's yeah. aches and pains and difficulty sleeping. And right. so they, um, they don't realize little things that they're doing that are causing these things to begin. And one of the most tragic things I see are um, really bad arthritis just causing incredible bone spurs, and, and it's called like cervical stenosis and lumbar stenosis, all this mm-hmm. bony overgrowth. And then they have to go through surgeries to open up all this excess bone growth from the arthritis that's caused by the poor nutrition or the poor posture or poor sleep, and they have mm-hmm. to go through surgeries to open up their poor spinal cord so their spinal cord can breathe again because their hands are falling asleep or they're having terrible pain down their legs. And then uh, it, it, hap- it happens the same type of process is happening with hardening of the arteries, whether it's leading to heart attacks, stroke, mm-hmm. or just clogged up arteries in your legs. And you have to go through all these stents and bypass grafts and all this. I mean, it's, um, it's all related. And... Mm-hmm. Um, it just things aren't moving properly like they're supposed to, and it it has a lot to do with um with our our lack of exposure to natural sunlight, Joyce, and then mm-hmm. holding these phones in our hands so much all the time, and yeah. then the foods that we eat we don't we don't even re- we don't even remember to eat fruits and vegetables at all. Um, you know, I watch my own husband. He he does, unfortunately does not practice what I preach at all, um, but we're trying. But he'll, mm-hmm. you know, for breakfast he'll have granola bars and for lunch sandwich and chips and dinner. You know, he'd, he'd have like hamburger and french fries. And it, he'll think that his vegetables are the, the piece of lettuce and the, the slice <laughs> of tomato that's on the hamburger. And right. that's not even one serving of vegetable. And you're supposed to have like five to nine a day. Those just mm-hmm. little things like that that just lead to the degeneration of our bodies because our bodies weren't meant to live like that. Yeah. You'll be so, so. proud of me. <laughs> I am doing a de- detox with a um, friend of mine who's in Florida. And, you know, now the, through the Internet, you can you can go anywhere and get benefits. Yeah. So anyway, she was talking to me about it was sort of the introductory and so I was telling her about my aches and pains and she was going, Oh, you need more water. Oh, you, Oh, we're doing this and you can't take this. And I mean, she was so knowledgeable. I felt like, Oh my gosh, just talking to her. And she's a get has been a guest on my show and right. very knowledgeable. And so See, nobody anyway. knows that stuff. Yeah. Nobody talks about it. What do we get talked about in our faces on that TV? More pizza, more hamburgers and oh, fries. Yes. Oh, I mean, come yes. on. They know what they're doing. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's my also, that's something I'm doing for the first of the year to kind of well, act on those things that I can tell in my body are not working right. And it's yeah. like, I don't know, but I, I feel like so many people feel that let's run to the doctor, get it fixed and go on with life. And the doctors mm-hmm. will do the work. And I don't, somebody's not getting the message. It's not the doctors right. that have to fix us. It starts with us. You know? Right. They think this is what, this is, um, this is, uh, this is kind of complicated, but I'll say it really, really simply. There's this underlying inflammation that's going on in our bodies. Okay. Just imagine it's in your knee. It's in your neck. It's in your hands. It's this it's horrible inflammation. And it's in the arteries that's going to lead to a heart attack or, you know, a stroke in a, in, in a few more decades. And so there's this inflammation that's going on. And mm-hmm. what we're doing in our life through our water, through our food, through our exercise, through the all these waves on, you know, that are on the phones and the TVs and then the lack of sunlight and all that, all this is leading to this ball of inflammation. And it, it accumulates different places depending on who you are. And we mm-hmm. think... But all we got to do is go to a doctor and get a, a Motrin or a Celebrex or, you know, a statin or, you know, a blood pressure pill. And that takes away right. all that inflammation. It doesn't take away the inflammation. The inflammation is still there. Those medicines just take away our body's ability to sense the inflammation. So we just don't feel that pain anymore or, or you know, oh, but the inflammation yeah. is going on. So, yeah, what I teach is just how to get rid of the inflammation in the first place so you're assured um, that that vibrant, vital life that is ours for the taking. I mean, it's what God made us to be like, you know. Uh, we right. just lost oh, America lost our lost their way, you know. It's um, right. it's sad. I mm-hmm. feel like someone's getting rich off of this, Joyce, and it's, and the doctors <laughs> are, are having to just try to pick up and you know pick up all the pieces, but the patients are the ones that are are suffering left and right, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's just really tragic. Well, um, if you go back and visit some of my uh, other shows, Nicole Andrews is her name. So okay. you all would have a fabulous conversation. <laughs> all right. I'll check her out. Thank you. You just have a great, great conversation <laughs> because she she was into the inflammation yesterday, which I totally know I have because of some of the pain I have in different areas. So, you know, I know I got to get rid of it. I think, don't you think even that is affecting the brain? I mean, our leaky guts and our affects our brain. So if we don't take, if we ignore the signs that we get, are we not just opening ourselves to more, um, illness yeah, we absolutely are. Yeah. And and we're not nobody nobody even senses it. They think it's a normal part of aging and and it's not. And um you know, it's uh there are simple things, it's multifaceted that that you just have to tweak a little things here and there and everything starts aligning uh, correctly so that all of it starts working together like it was supposed to. Yeah. But no one's no one's taught preventative maintenance. They're just taught uh, for lack of a better word, just like gluttony. And I don't know, it's just, um, they're they're selling it the way they sell it on the television commercials. It makes you think it's going to be for the good of you, but it ends up being for the bad of you. And so it's, um, 
it's really it's it's really saddening to me and because uh, because yeah. the people the general people just don't realize that they're being duped you know and uh mm. and so it, it is it is really easy to to reclaim your health but you you have to be shown the way like that little pathway that railroad thing i was talking about earlier right I get it and it and, it's also kind of you have to get outside of your comfort zone. You know, it's so easy just to work as a robot through your life and just not change anything, just keep the same habits. But it really does take effort to want to go the health route. Um, but the rewards are magnificent. I mean, you get your life back. Right. right. And I always tell people, you might think that it's expensive or that it's a pain in the butt, but you want to know expense and a pain in the butt, go go uh, hook yourself up to an IV of chemo when, once you have cancer or, you know, to mm-hmm. crack your crack your chest open to get, you know, you know, five vessel bypass graft or, you know, get your neck sliced open to, to get all that extra bone out of that out of your out of your spine so that you're spinal cord can breathe again that is that's expensive and that's the pain Mm -hmm. in the butt i mean if Mm -hmm. you would just give yourself a little just give yourself enough um respect and love your body enough to to just make these simple decisions and you you can avoid that but i I think what people think is that that's just never going to happen to them but i guess because i as a doctor i see brand new Joyce, I see a brand new crop of 26 patients a day, every day, all day, every day, five days a week, 52 weeks a year of people that are going through all these surgeries I'm telling you about. So I feel wow. like everybody's getting it, you know? Um, it's, yeah. Um, it's so, yeah. It, and, and, and I don't know. It, I just How do you really see wanna... 26 people in one day? That's a lot, seems like to me. I have a nurse, yeah. Yeah, I have a nurse practitioner, so um, oh, okay. She and I divide, and we discharge, and all of them each day, and readmit the yeah. next day. We we just have a big yeah. a big system, like a um, <laughs> like a like a yeah. a wind a windmill or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking in my mind like a churn. You know, they just yeah. always come back in. It's a never never a shortage people? of patients in that 2020. <laughs> yeah. So in your in your business that you're creating online, what particularly, I mean, is there, can you kind of tell us a little bit of how, what you focus on for creating that new woman? Yeah. So I have, um, it's an eight week course of what I'm doing right now. And again, like I told you, it, it's all still in, in development. So what I'm currently doing is it's a group coaching program and it's eight weeks long uh-huh. and, um, it's, it's kind of delineated out on, on my website, the real Dr. Cindy.com. And, um, so week one is mindset. We work really deep dive on mindset and just um, mm-hmm. I teach you ways to know that just how powerful you are and, and what kind of, you know, rights you have in your body, God-given rights that you were born with that you probably have just forgotten about. And you mm-hmm. kind of claim, I teach you how to claim the life that you want. And then um, the next module is a two-week deep dive into nutrition and gut health. And we do um, stool analysis and really help people with their poor little microbiome that's so severely diseased in most of Americans' um, colons and uh, Mm -hmm. just ways to, you know, rehabilitate that biome. And then um, then the next one is all about 
sleep. I do a whole mod, a whole week of module just on how to get your sleep back on track. Another mm-hmm. one is spirituality and connection to your neighbors and your family and your community and your spouse and your kids and how to learn different people's love languages and just reconnect yourself um, to the people around you. And then mm-hmm. um, another one is uh, just how to get back in touch with the earth and healthy exercise and exposure to our nature that's right outside our doors. Right. And then the last one is um, reclaiming a new you and, and just what it, dreaming again. And, and I help, I help my women get um, really clear on what their goals are for where they want to go. Most women, their kids have just left their house and they just mm-hmm. need to, they need to realize like we were talking about yesterday, Joyce, that change is coming. You can't deny it. So you can't keep, living like you're going to be doing carpool and grocery shopping for four, right? I mean, you got a new <laughs> life ahead of you. And so I help them right. rebuild it. How And we take baby steps and I just hold them accountable and make them believe in themselves. And I become that Mr. Bennett and Miss Wendelkin and Mr. Pickle Summer. You know, I become that woman <laughs> for them. And All in one person. <laughs> yeah. And I create this online community through Facebook groups. And we, we're just, we just all hold each other accountable and cheer each other on. And we just have a, a, a tribe of like-minded women. It's just incredible. Oh, that sounds like it's really a good program. What, yeah. How do people find out about it? What What is your website? How do they go to yeah, sign up? We, or- I, can, I can be found um, on the Internet at therealdrcindy.com. And there's a free training in there, and I always recommend people to watch my free training first. It's a 45-minute webinar that I shot, and see if it even resonates with you. And if Mm -hmm. it does, then there is a contact at the very end, you know, that they can get on my calendar and book a call with me. And I can see if I... If I think that um, they're a fit for me and they can see if they think I'm a fit for them and um, mm-hmm. all those breakthrough calls and we just kind of see what, what's holding them back and if I can help them. If I can get them there, then I will. And if I can't, I'll, I will send them um, somewhere else to, uh, you know, different colleagues of mine. So it's just been a really right. exciting time of my life helping people at a different level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. That really sounds like a great group. So once, can people join your group without joining your program or? Yeah. Yeah. There's a free Facebook group and that's also uh-huh. on my website. And after they, um, after they watch the video, I, you know, my, um, my webinar, it's like my free training. Uh-huh. If, mm-hmm. if they, if they just are not ready to do anything, if they're not ready to join my program yet, you can always um, get my book there that I wrote, or you can just join my free Facebook group. All the links are right there on my website. There's a lot of videos that I shoot. I do little trainings, like five minutes at a time, a couple, Mm -hmm. three times a week, and they're all um, cataloged on that website. And they can absolutely, if they don't want to join the program, they can just join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation there because there's a a lively group of women and some men i i i really touch the hearts of some men around my community and they 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 cheer me on too so we all we're all just trying to be healthier joyce and and yeah. make the most of the days we have on this earth you know yeah yeah sounds like it's a really good program good support for women in yeah. no matter what transition they're in because we're always exactly. moving somewhere you know we're on our way to something <laughs> yeah all the way through life from uh, marriage to babies to midlife to 
college to children to empty nest to it's just always there and then mm-hmm. you know so and, makes and it, life pretty exciting the, doesn't it yes and and we're the glue that holds the family together so we have to be i, I think um I just think that we we really have to take care of ourselves first so that we can take care of everybody else. You know, it's that whole thing about the put your oxygen mask on first in the plane mm-hmm. so that you can help others. You have to make sure that you're good so that because we really have a a the most important role in in um you know, I always say in America. I mean, of course it's yeah. the whole world, but because I'm an American, I always say America, but we yes. just have the most important role in America because we're responsible yeah. for um the health and and safety and um, you know, and the the, yeah. the hearts the hearts of everybody. Yeah. Well, Cindy, we have come to the end of our our hour and it's been so okay. much fun and informative for my guests. So, I really thank you for being here today and I encourage everybody to go back, share this program when it comes up online so that others in your community can know of the benefit of connecting with Dr. Cindy on the real drcindy.com. So, Thank you, Cindy. It was just really a pleasure having you on the show today. Oh, my gosh, Joyce. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. The pleasure is all mine, and if there's anything I can ever do to help you, please reach out, and I'm absolutely going to take your vision board online course because I've never made one in my life. Okay. Great. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, Joyce. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye. New Lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.